Yeah. So I run a training company called the speaker lab that you mentioned that where we teach speakers how to find a book paid speaking gig. So I was a full-time speaker for uh, many, many years. I was doing around 70 gigs a year. Uh, mm -hmm. Really enjoyed it. I had a lot of people who were asking me like, Hey, I want to be a speaker. How do I go about doing that? And so uh, we got into kind of the, the teaching and training and coaching side. And uh, that's the core of what we do today. So we work with speakers at all different levels, all over the world on all different topics, all different ages and ranges, uh, helping them understand how to find a book paid speaking gigs. Okay, interesting. And before that, you were a speaker, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So I did that for, for several years. Um, and speaking is really fun. I just, I, I love the speaking industry. I love the opportunity to uh, help serve and support speakers. And uh, speaking is a, a great way to, to spread a me message and make a difference. Yeah, and your, your community is global, is that right? Yeah, we have people in, we have students in, I think, 37 different countries, uh, all 50 states. So uh, yeah, the, like there's, there, speaking is one of those things that is, is relatively universal and that a lot of people uh, are interested in speaking. A lot of people have a message that they want to share. A lot of people want to help people through speaking, but they just don't know what to do next. And so that's the, yeah, that's where we come in and, and uh, do our best to help. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what, it's interesting because we, we have these dreams and things like that in our head. And we say, wouldn't it be amazing when I have a million dollar company and I'm a speaker and million and thousands of people show up or whatever, sure. but we actually have to make that a reality and we actually have to take the steps. And so how does your company help us take those steps? Yeah. So, uh, so what we do is we basically teach through a process and a framework that we call the speaker success roadmap. And it's a, a five-step process that makes the acronym speak S P E A K. Uh, and so I'll give you the high level overview and then we can dig in wherever you want. But the, the S is, uh, to select a problem to solve. So this is the, the most important part of the process of getting clear on who do you speak to and what is the problem that you solve? The mistake that a lot of speakers make is we just enjoy speaking. And so who do we speak to? I don't know. I speak to people. I speak to humans. I speak right. to everybody. And what do you speak about? Well, what do you want me to speak about? I can speak about anything, but that doesn't work. You to be really, really narrow and clear and focus on who you speak to and what's the problem that you solve. The P is to prepare your talk. So you're clear on who you speak to, what's the problem that you solve. Now, what's the talk about? How do you put together a talk? How do you tell stories? Uh, how do you use slides? All of that. The E is to establish yourself as the expert. And this is where we dig into your marketing assets, your website, your demo video, uh, having something that you can show to others that this is what you do, this is how you help people, uh, and this is why they should consider hiring you. The A is acquire paid speaking gigs. So at this point, you're, again, you're clear on who you speak to, you have a website, you have a video, you have your talk, but that is not on, on its own is not enough. So you can't just sit back and, all right, I'm just gonna wait for the phone to ring. That doesn't work. You wanna be proactive in knowing how to actually find and book gigs, and so that's where we walk through a system and process for that. And then the K is to know when to scale, know when to scale, meaning that there's a lot of people who are interested in speaking, but are also interested in, you know, writing a book or doing a podcast or doing a course or coaching or consulting or any number of things. We kind of talk through, uh, how do you, how do you determine and understand how does speaking fit into the mix there? So yeah, that's the, the core process of, of what we teach. Yeah. What I really liked is that it just seems, uh, well, for me personally, I feel like speaking is something that will get off the ground easy when I, when I put more work into it. But, uh, you know, I know most things take work and I'm not naive to that, but I like how in your booked and paid to speak elite program, you guys find, uh, leads for mm -hmm. you like a hundred if uh, and, uh, so I actually really like that idea. I think that's great. And yeah. okay. What I wanted to say is, you entrepreneurs, we have to bring the message. You can help us get, get it off the ground, get everything up and running. But what I find with myself and with most entrepreneurs is that we don't have the message nailed down. We're like, well, I want to do this. I'm, you know, I'm kind of all over mm -hmm. the place. And as a millennial, you're a millennial too, right? 
Uh, I'm, I'm, let's see, how old am I? I'm 38. I so oh, I'm, okay. I don't know, I don't know where that falls. Okay. So, I think okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll be, I'm close. I'm on the yeah. border. Yeah. You are still a millennial. Okay. So, but this is what I'm saying. People with not 30 years of experience in the banking industry, in the finance industry, mm -hmm. what are the, we're more interested in the trends. Like, I mean, with my people, personal growth, healing trauma, becoming a better version of yourself. We don't fit in that, you know, Hey, let's go to a business meeting. I mean, not, not generalizing, but like, Hey, let's go to a business meeting and I'm going to speak at the break about like investment things that I've learned. Yeah. What do you say to that? Yeah, no, absolutely. There, uh, the nice thing with speaking is it's not like uh, exclusive to just one industry or, or another industry. So there's certainly a lot of opportunities that exist uh, speaking to associations and corporations, but there's also a lot of, of, um, that would be kind of what you were describing there more of, uh, you know, kind of like personal type topics or how do you deal with, um, you know, uh, overcoming some type of obstacle or something that you've dealt with in the past. And with those, you know, the, the uh, organizations and groups and audiences aren't necessarily looking to um, uh, what, you know, what your academic education has been on that or what is your, you know, I've, I've spent 20 years as a, as a licensed counselor, you know, helping people overcome this type of trauma. Um, the, the biggest thing that you can speak to is your own experience. And here's something that I've dealt with and here's something I've experienced and here's what I did. Um, but the important thing though, is whenever you're speaking is you want to make sure it is about the audience. So two things that you want to think through whenever you're creating a talk, and you always want to think through so what and now what, so what and now, so what, so what that that happened to you, so what that you dealt with that, so what that you had that crisis, so what that, that you had cancer, so what, right? Not to minimize that, not to diminish that, but so what, um, what does that have to do with me? as an audience member, what is that? How does that impact or affect my life? And then now what, what am I supposed to do as a result of that? How am I supposed to act? How am I supposed to think? What am I supposed to change as a result of that? So you can absolutely use your story as a basis of, of credibility, but it has to be rooted in what does it have to do with the audience, right? What does it have to do with them? So I think about for me, like when I got started speaking, uh, I was in my early mid twenties. And so there was many times where I would go speak at something and kind of like you're describing, I was the youngest person in the room and I'm looking at them going like, some of these people could be my parents or my grandparents parents, like what, what do I have to bring to the table? What do I have to offer them? Uh, and so it wasn't always like, well, I, you know, I have uh, 30 years in banking or what are, you know, I built this multi-million dollar, you know, corporation. And so let me share with you the five strategies to do that. Uh, it doesn't have to be that, you know, um, in some cases it was, I was hired because I was just a good speaker and I, I was good at what it was that I did. And so, um, so it, it, I, I think that the idea that you have to have like, years and years and years of, ex of experience in order to qualify you as a speaker uh, is not necessarily the case. Now, there may be some spaces or industries or topics where, you know, if you're going to be talking about like advanced, um, you know, modern brain surgery tactics, like you probably have, need to have been yeah. a brain surgeon in school <laughs> sure. and know what you're talking about. Yeah. But if you're talking about, you know, your life experience, like the, nobody can argue with, with what you've experienced and what you, you know, uh, with what you can share from that or the things that you've learned from that that you can share with an audience. Yeah, just a quick thing that popped into my mind. So does that mean, you know, you were saying the so what and what now? Uh, does that mean you, you have to come with a framework or something? Or do you, do you help us do that? 
Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately you do want to be clear on like, what's the point of a talk, you know, uh, in the first place. And again, this goes back to even before you get to what's the point of the talk, like what's the problem that you are solving for the audience. So this is again, going back to that speak framework, that S of selecting a problem to solve and being clear on who you solve that problem for. So one of the things that you may have heard us talk about is that you want to be the steakhouse and not the buffet, the steakhouse, not the buffet. And what we mean by that is if we were looking for a good steak, like you have a choice, like you could go to a buffet uh, where steak is one of a hundred different things that they offer and they're all mediocre, or you could go to a steakhouse where they do one thing, but they do that one thing really, really, really well. Mm. And so they don't do pasta. They don't do lasagna. They don't do spaghetti. They don't do tacos. They don't do cupcakes. They do steak and that's it. Right. Yeah. And so by, by doing that, they know that they, they are attracting the, the right type of customers, but they're also repelling the wrong type of customers. Meaning like if you're a vegetarian, you're probably not going to a steakhouse and there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Like they're not trying to appeal to everyone. There's a, a taco place our family loves to go to. And if you don't like tacos, you're probably not going to go there. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, versus the thing that, that speakers tend to want to do is say, well, yeah, I can speak about that. And yeah, I can speak about this and I can speak about that. And I can, who do I speak to? I, I can speak to anybody. You know, it's like, we want to spread the net as far and wide as possible. And note that this isn't, this isn't exclusive to just speakers. Like this is true for any type of entrepreneur. Like you have to be clear about who you speak to and what's the problem that you solve. Uh, you have to be clear about who the audience is that you serve and what's that problem that you solve for them versus trying to just be this generalist that tries to do all things. So let me give you another analogy. It'd be like, let's, let's imagine, God forbid, you needed uh, brain surgery, right? You have a choice. You could go to um, your, your local family medical doctor who went to medical school. They are a doctor. They've probably done surgery. They probably know more about the brain than you or I do, but they've never done brain surgery. I, or you could go to a brain surgeon who like, that's what they do day in and day out. If you have a, a broken arm, you probably don't go to them. You know, if you have a bad cough, you probably don't go to them. You know, if you stubbed your toe, you probably don't go to them. If you've got a brain issue, that's the person that you go to. And so we think like, we think that, that we should be like this, this generalist of like, but I can do brain surgery and I can do heart surgery and I can fix mm-hmm. broken legs and I can do it. It's like, but no doctor wants to do all of those things, nor does anyone want to go to a doctor who's like, yeah, I could probably figure out how to do brain surgery. I've never done it before, but I've, yeah, I've done some surgery. We'll figure it out. Like you don't want that. And you don't want a speaker who says, yeah, I'll kind of figure out what I talk about. And what do you, what do you need me to talk? Yeah, I don't know. I've never done it before, but yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like you don't want that. You want to say, no, no, I do this for this person, for this audience for, and I solve this problem. Problem. And again, it's counterintuitive, but it actually makes it easier to, to attract the right type of customers and clients. Yeah, that is so true. That's something that I've learned. I've been an entrepreneur for three years, so I'm 30 now. And it just took me really just until like three months ago to really get super clear. I was always trying to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's just not something you need to do. People have kind of the same problems universally that they need solved. And so it's not you know, you're not letting anybody down if you don't do something that's like, you can do something that's brand new and creative in your own way, but it's an existing problem. Yeah, no, you think about like, um, especially when it comes to speaking, people assume, you know, the the big topics that people hire speakers for, they get hired for things like motivation or leadership or customer service or overcoming obstacles or change or, you know, those type of like just big things. And so sometimes we we feel like, well, I got to come up with something brand new that nobody's ever spoke about. And like, you, you don't like, again, don't reinvent the wheel. You know, there, there are plenty of speakers out there who are getting hired to speak on topics because that's what groups and organizations hire speakers to talk 
talk about versus like, I'm going to try to come up with this obscure thing that nobody ever talks about. So I can be different. Like yeah. if, if there's, there, cause there's an overlap between what you want to speak about, what your knowledge, what you're knowledgeable on, what your experience is, uh, and, and contrast that with like, what are people actually hiring speakers to talk about? Cause if you're passionate exactly. about it, if you're the world's foremost expert on underwater basket weaving, but like nobody hires speakers to talk about that, right. it doesn't matter. And so, um, so you want to make sure that there is this overlap and the overlap comes when, uh, you're speaking on something that, that, that is a need that people actually have in the marketplace. Okay, cool. Yeah. And just, you know, just to wrap it up here, I, one, I was looking at your five step roadmap, um, to your book, the, Succe- the, the successful speaker, mm-hmm. and uh, that looks really good. I'm going to read it. But one, one thing that stood out was you're teaching people how to move an audience to action. And that really excites me because that is where real change happens. That's where real impact happens. You can change a life by, by speaking your real story. And mm-hmm. how do you, can we dig into that a little? How do you do that? Yeah. So uh, again, this, a lot of this begins when you're creating a talk is beginning with the end in mind of being clear on like, what's the point of this talk? You know, like we, we've probably all heard talks before and you get to the end of it and you're like, it was fine. It was good. But like, I don't, I don't know either how it was relevant to me or how it's applicable to me or what am I supposed to do as a result of it? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to be really, really clear from the beginning. Stephen Covey says to begin with the end in mind of, oh, yeah. uh, uh, um, I'll give an example. Like, um, my, uh, our family in a couple of days, we are taking an RV trip. And so, uh, fun. if we were just like, on one hand, there might be like, eh, it might be kind of fun just to start, let's just start driving and hope we yeah. end up somewhere. But like our intention is to end up at the beach. And so the beach is South of us. So if we get in the RV and we just start driving North and like, all right, well, hopefully eventually we'll arrive at the beach, but like, there's no intention of, of, of how to get there. Like then we're never going to arrive. But if we say, okay, we know where we're going. Now we have to reverse engineer and figure out what's the best possible way to get there. The same thing is true with the speech, like beginning with the end of them in mind. So what, and now what do you want the audience to know as a result of it? And then let, you want to engineer the entire talk towards that. So they know what the, the next step is that you want them to take. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, cool. And having a talk is essential for credibility. Is that right? Uh, I mean, it's, it's certainly important. It's not the only way to, to gain credibility. You know, one of the nice things with being a speaker is it's not necessarily a one size fits all, meaning that there are some speakers who speak, you know, a hundred plus times a year and some that speak five times a year and both work, both are effective. So you can kind of figure out how does speaking fit into the mix for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're speaking at something, there is absolutely a certain amount of credibility that is associated with you as a speaker. There's a certain amount of, of recognition that goes along with that. Uh, and so there's certainly, if, if part of your goal, with your business is to build credibility, then speaking to audiences uh, that would be your type of uh, potential customers or clients uh, is a great, great way to build that credibility. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Grant, for joining me. And uh, I enjoyed this. This was really good. It was uh, had a lot of information in it. And for anybody looking to get your message out there, I encourage you to, you know, join the speaker lab, but also Think of speaking seriously because it's a great way to get your message out there and build an audience.